2: We're brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com, where we invite you to uh, to look in on our uh, look in on our web pages, uh, see all the wonderful material we have for sale, uh, the wonderful material we publish, and the wonderful material put out by other people that we have decided is very useful and relevant to good health, maintaining good health, and which uh, which we think is important that you have access to. So. Um, you can also sign up for our free newsletter uh bringing bringing you news of new events, places that we're going to be presenting and uh um, events that the Gerson Institute might want to uh might want to put up there uh at uh, by by just putting your email address in the box up at the upper right hand corner of our homepage gersonmedia.com and we will send you absolutely free um, notifications um, until you don't want them anymore. Uh, your email address will be private. We don't share it with anybody. So today, rather than have an actual guest, um, I, I've, I've decided that I'm going to answer some uh, frequently asked questions about the Gerson therapy. And by the way, I invite you also to uh, to, to call in on the, uh, the number that was uh, put up at the beginning of the show, um the um, uh, in recent recent days uh, we've been at uh, various different um, uh, we've, we've had various different uh, conversations with uh, other interviewers and we've uh, attended uh, health shows we were just at the um, San Francisco Green Festival when there were about 30,000 people uh, at the concourse, um, exhibition hall. It was pretty large. Uh, all kinds of green technologies and, and uh, organic foods and things like that. It was wonderful to see that size of a uh, of an audience there. And uh, we got many, many questions. And I've, I thought maybe that I'd pass some of these questions along to you because these are not the only people that have these questions. Um, the, the Gerson therapy is far enough outside the mainstream of medical thought that that many people can't wrap their minds around the fact that just changing just changing what they put in their mouth on a, on a daily basis, on an hourly basis, can have such a powerful healing effect on the body. And as a matter of fact, the uh, pharmaceutical manufacturers and the government and all of the uh, money-oriented activities uh, go to great lengths to disabuse you of the notion that uh, food can heal. Uh, if you ask a doctor, what uh, what is the effect of food on my, uh, on my particular ailment or disease, he'll say, oh, poo-poo has nothing to do with it. Um, just uh, you go and eat whatever you feel comfortable eating and leave your health to us. Well, you're making a big mistake if you leave your health to someone else. Because doctors and pharmaceutical companies and hospitals are for-profit uh, organizations. They are not nonprofit organizations they are businesses now there's two ways that a doctor can lose a patient uh, and uh, his associated revenue stream from that patient and remember doctoring is a business there's two ways that a doctor can lose uh, lose your revenue stream one is uh, he fails to control your disease and you die then there's no more money for him from from you the other way is That you can, that he can lose that revenue stream is by healing you totally. Because when you're totally healthy, when you're in robust good health, you don't go and visit him. So, so what he, what he sees is that he, he, if he loses you by death, well, there's not much he can do about that. But if he loses you to health, that's something he can avoid. And the same thing from the pharmaceutical companies. Now, the pharmaceutical the doctor may not be a multi-billion-dollar business, but the pharmaceutical companies that support and control his actions are multi-trillion-dollar industries. They are the largest and most profitable industries on the planet. Um, I heard that the that the revenue, the profits alone from the from just pharmaceutical companies. Um, are more than the combined profits of all the other Fortune 500 companies uh, that there are. So uh, so it's an enormously profitable and enormously powerful industry uh, that has the same incentive. Now, the incentive that we have given them is, if you keep us healthy in robust good health, we will make you poor. If you make... If you may keep us in relatively good health but occasionally sick, you'll make a little bit of money. But if you keep us very sick and in a lot of pain, we will make you rich. Well, excuse me, that is not a good value proposition for us because the incentive for the pharmaceutical companies, the incentive for the medical industry, the incentive for doctors and hospitals is to keep us somewhere between death and robust, good health, but neither really healthy nor dead, because in those two cases they lose our, they lose income from us. So, so you have not heard about the Gerson therapy because those trillion dollar industries. And by the way, since we advocate um, uh, organic food. The, uh, the conventional industrial food complex, and that includes industrial farms, uh, genetically modified organisms, uh, food processing, food, uh, uh, artificial fertilizers, pesticides, and so forth, uh, are all threatened by, uh, by us as well. So, so all of these trillion dollar industries, uh, are arrayed against the, the fact of getting this information out there and to that end they have completely subverted and controlled uh, the mass media and that includes newspapers it includes television it includes um, radio it includes literally every every medium available they have trillions of dollars worthy worthy worth of purchasing power for advertisements for advertising agencies for um, internet trolls. They, uh, they've managed now to subvert the internet as well. So, so that's why you haven't heard about uh, the Gerson therapy, if, uh, if you haven't. If you have, that's why you never see it in the mainstream media, media. and that's why as long as conventional, uh, as long as, as, as uh, pharmaceutical companies make trillions of dollars, you never will. Now, how does the Gerson therapy work? Well, the Gerson therapy... Works by boosting your immune system, and your immune system is the the, the very powerful system that you have just by your DNA is the very powerful system you have that maintains homeostasis or good health, and that is that is the system that we boost and we enhance and we know how to uh, fuel and that is the same exact system that the pharmaceutical companies and your md and your um, uh and the hospital are working against uh for their for their profit motive now we're working for it because that's the way that's the way we do business i can't speak for why they do business that way i can i can assume that they're doing it for power and control uh there are darker motives yet uh, I don't want to automatically accuse them of that, but uh, you have to you have to question that, uh, question the uh, the FDA, the uh, AMA, pharmaceutical companies, um, and so forth for for the decisions and substances they allow, and, and also for that the decisions and substances they don't allow. Um, so so we'll will uh, we'll talk more about uh, how the uh, how the Gerson therapy works uh right after the break we're coming up on a break here uh we we would like you to look at look in on our website check it all out what people are saying about the about the gerson therapy uh the uh, the people who have written letters and uh, and talked about their own recoveries from horrible diseases everything from fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue to advanced cancer and um and heart disease and stroke and uh, all kinds of all kinds of terrible, uh, incurable, what normally considered incurable diseases. So uh, look at the uh, what are people saying about Gerson section, and you'll get you'll get all kinds of uh, testimonials, not only testimonials, video testimonials, but also uh, testimonials. Um, Written testimonials and uh, the stories about the patients by the patients themselves about why they like Gerson therapy, uh, It just gives you some idea of why, it, how it works. How it works. We'll talk about more about why it works uh, in just a couple of minutes. Stay with us. Uh, we are uh, uh, Gerson Health Media, bringing you the power of natural healing at gersonmedia.com.
3: Listening to Voice America Health and Wellness.
4: Have you figured out what's not working in your life? Could you use a little help? Join your host Tamaran for Let's Figure It Out. Tamaran has had both highs and lows in her life. She uses her experiences to teach you some basic techniques on how to live a better life through health, relationships, and more. Her guests also come from the health and wellness industry, and together Tamaran and her guests will help you get your life on the right path. Let's Figure It Out, airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel.
0: If you have a child in your life with autism, there may be a lot of questions that you need answered. What if your child has recently been diagnosed? Or maybe you have a question about treatment that your child is currently undergoing. For answers to these and more, tune into Autism Spectrum Radio. Our guests will include parents and experts to discuss current experiences, treatments, and breakthroughs for those living with autism. Listen every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel.
4: Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. The show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo president and CEO of the Cancer Support Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network.
3: Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness
2: Welcome back, folks, to The Power of Natural Healing. I'm Howard Strauss, your host. We're brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com. Uh, and we invite you to look at gersonmedia.com and look at the wonderful offerings we have there for you, uh, stuff you can't get, stuff you won't hear anywhere else. Uh, and, um, and we will, um, uh, if you want, you can send us your uh, email address, and we will send you uh, notifications, um, newsletters, uh, items of great interest. At the same time, um, items of uh, places that we'll be going, places we'll be presenting, uh, new publications, new DVDs, and so forth. So we invite you to join in and uh, get our uh, get our newsletter and um, and look at our and look at our website. So we were talking about why the Gerson therapy works. Um, it works, first of all, because Dr. Gerson, when he was developing it, did not develop it from some uh, arcane and, um, and but interesting theory. He developed it by looking at what worked. Uh, he he looked at results. Um, when the when when something worked, he kept it. When something didn't work, he discarded it and tried to figure out why it didn't work, so he didn't make that mistake again. Um, so therefore it, it was not it's not done by some huge statistical study of one thing being a little bit better than another thing and um, uh, and not not really scientifically controlled uh, like the medical profession generally does. This was done in an empirical way. And empirical means you try it and if it fails, you don't use it and if it works, you keep it and remember it and remember why. So, so uh, Dr. Gerson uh, first started developing this because he had to cure his own migraine headaches. They were completely destroying his ability to, to work, to to live, to enjoy his life. Um, and so there was no. this is not an arcane theory. He, he solved his own migraine headaches and there, thereby was able to solve other people's migraine headaches and then quite accidentally found that the same uh, dietary therapy that he had developed for migraine headaches also cured skin tuberculosis then other tuberculosis and um, diabetes and rheumatoid arthritis and so forth. And then he started to develop a totally new theory based on the facts on the ground rather than the other way around, developing a theory and then making facts fit. He He looked at the facts that were actually happening the clinical results he was getting and then based on that he tr- he understood that he was working with the immune system uh, rather than with uh, a particular set of symptoms and in the end he realized that a particular set of symptoms was just that um, uh, a set of symptoms if doctors classified a disease as being a certain set of symptoms and a, a, a slightly different set of symptoms was another disease, that was, that was all the doctor. The body was doing its own process, trying to survive, trying to fight invaders, trying to, uh, uh, trying to survive on whatever, um, whatever foods were being given to it and so forth. So, so that's when he started going off in a very different direction from his colleagues. And when you do that in the medical field, uh, you risk their ire and their wrath, and particularly if uh, if it actually works to heal some disease. Remember earlier in the show, I said that the one that the two ways to lose a patient was to and his and his revenue stream was if he, the patient died. Well, obviously that was not a good thing to do, or if the patient recovered and recovered his health, and that's what Dr. Gerson actually did and when the patient recovered his health then he removed the patient and and his revenue stream from the medical um from the medical uh, profession and he became instantly a pariah instantly because he was messing with the income of his fellow doctors so um so the way he did that the way he restored people's health was to remove the poisons and and, uh, uh bad influences from the diet uh, that he discovered and and to boost and uh, and increase the things that made the uh, that made the body stronger and that made the immune system stronger. and when the immune system recovered, when the immune system was up to snuff, was up to doing what it's supposed to do, all of the patient's ailments would heal. All. So in other words, you could not heal tuberculosis and keep your migraines. You could not heal the, uh, uh, heal the rheumatoid arthritis uh, and, and, and keep the diabetes. And so um, when he discovered that, then he was in a totally different paradigm from the, from the rest of his colleagues who always insisted, as they insist today, uh, that for every disease there is a treatment. For every treatment, there is a disease, and, and what Dr. Gerson was doing was he was treating the immune system and clearing multiple diseases. Well, this was this was totally anathema to the medical world, uh, and and made him uh, once again made him uh, a pariah in the medical world. So, so is this just some kind of new unsubstantiated theory? No, this was not a theory. The theory was based on the facts. The facts on the ground were: this worked, that worked, that worked. Why does it work? Then the theory came afterwards. So the actual therapy was developed um, was de- de- developed empirically, and uh, and is and is a actual true healing therapy. Now, many of you have asked: uh, this is a vegan. Uh, this is a vegan uh, diet, organic, vegan, salt-free, and fat-free. Now, that's anathema, once again, to most Americans. Um, organic, yeah, there's a growing movement in the, uh, towards organic food because uh, our food has been so polluted by uh, food manufacturers, uh, especially the genetically modified uh, organism manufacturers, that people want to avoid that. They want to have good, healthy, wholesome, natural foods. Uh, organic, salt-free. Salt is another one. Uh, salt and sodium are actually considered um, enzyme inhibitors. That means that they stop the action of one or another enzyme or maybe attenuate it. Uh, another word for enzyme inhibitor is poison, which means... That when you eat salt or sodium, MSG or or some other sodium compound, uh, uh, baking soda, for instance, uh, cal- uh, cal- uh, sorry, sodium bicarbonate, uh, any sodium compound is quite literally uh, a a poison. A poison. Table salt is made out of two poisons: sodium and chlorine uh chlorine gas, chlorine is a very dangerous uh substance as well as it deactivates your thyroid and your thyroid is a very important organ being the uh, thermostat of your body so so uh those are those are two things that are very difficult for most Americans because our salt uh, intake is huge but this salt-free fat-free organic vegan Now, vegan means no animal products whatever. And I live that way. I'm perfectly healthy. I'm 70 years old. I'm in the best health of my life, not the worst. But people say, well, you know, gosh, where do you get your protein when you're eating a vegan diet? To which I simply answer, you look at the largest, heaviest, beefiest animals on the planet, including the cow from which you think you're getting your protein, and all of those animals, all the biggest animals on the face of the planet—not the land animals, not the not the ocean animals—all the largest and heaviest and beefiest animals on the face of the planet are all vegetarian animals, vegan animals. So, so uh, a cow does not eat cats or birds. An elephant does not eat tigers and uh, and hippopotamuses. Uh, these these big big animals eat the landscape. They eat the, the leaves, and uh, they, they eat grass, and they eat uh, fruit, and anything that they can pick up as they're wandering along. Yes, they're grazing all the time because there's not as many calories in uh, plants as there are in uh, as there are in um, uh, animal products, because partially because there's far less fat. But but um, but in the end. the the vegetarian animals have much more stamina and much more um, uh, athletic ability they have to to avoid the uh, carnivores uh, than the big uh, carnivores do. Um, And our bodies are, if you look at comparative anatomy, our bodies fall squarely into the area of vegetarian animals. And yes, we've developed... uh, Omnivorous t- taste, so, which means we can eat meat, we can eat uh, animal products, we can eat animals. However, um, however you, 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 those, those, uh, uh, the ability to eat that comes at a great cost. Because animal protein is the biggest carcinogen on the planet. The biggest cause of cancer on the planet is animal protein. And you'll find if you study, um, if you look at the statistics for uh, consumption of animal uh, protein, consumption of animal products, you'll see that the more animal products that a civilization eats, that a culture eats, the more animal products they eat, the higher the cancer rate is. It's a straight line. The higher the percentage of animal products, the higher the cancer rate. And we, of course, being among the highest animal product consumer in the world, we have some of the highest cancer rates in the world. As a matter of fact, these days uh, in, in in the United States, one in two point three people, one in two point three people gets cancer sometime in their life. Back in the beginning of the last century, it was one less than one in fifty. So in the last hundred years, uh, with all the research money and all of the uh, contributions and all of the appeals and so forth, and the American Cancer Society and National Cancer Institute and all of the Billions and billions of money in in, in, um, in research, they have increased by forty fold, sorry, twenty fold, twenty fold, the uh, uh, the incidence of cancer in this country. So I would say it's time for those uh, activities to go back and start doing some real research instead of just uh, perpetuating the uh, perpetuating the um, uh, organizations and their continual quest for money, 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 rather than uh, a cure, cure, cure. Periodically, when these people call me to appeal for uh, for money, I will say, I'll tell you what, I'll do one better. I will give you a cure for that disease. They're not interested. Trust me. They are not interested in a cure for the disease. They hang up on me, literally. So we have another break coming up, and... Um, and I hope you'll stay with me after the break. There's a lot of good information still. Uh, this is The Power of Natural Healing. I'm Howard Strauss. We're brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com. We invite you to look in on gersonmedia.com. Charlotte Gerson has just released a couple of new books, uh, Healing Diabetes, The Gerson Way, Healing Arthritis, The Gerson Way. And uh, very shortly now, pr- probably by the end of the year, we will have a new uh, DVD available for you, and um, and there's more coming down the pike, so uh, we do have some great stuff on there, we hope you will uh, take it seriously, and uh, maybe pick up a couple of these uh, great books. This is Howard Strauss, we'll see you on the other side of the break, please stay with us.
3: fresh look at today's health voice america health and wellness step into the doorway to conscious choice greater health
0: and well-being attain the balance that you've been seeking tune in and turn on 1111 Talk radio
2: Uh, this is Howard Strauss. I'm the host of The Power of Natural Healing, brought to you by Gerson Health Media and GersonMedia.com. Today we're talking about frequently asked questions and answers to frequently asked questions about the Gerson therapy, and um, the reasons why some of these things uh, aren't aren't so well known, and um, and why it's uh, and why it's important for you to know. So for um, uh, we, we were talking we were talking about uh, how the gerson therapy works and why it works and um, and why that the um, why that the conventional medical and pharmaceutical uh, industries the highly highly profitable uh, pharmaceutical and medical industries food processing um, artificial fertilizers artificial pesticides, uh, uh food processing industry uh etc sugar industry genetically modified industry uh why they don't want this information out there and why you won't hear it on the conventional uh media so um let's continue uh so why uh, the, the the question uh the last question was where do you get your proteins when you're eating a vegan diet i hope i've answered that uh properly um now you get the objection from many people isn't meat protein higher quality protein I mean the the meat industry has done a very good propaganda job in convincing us that meat protein is a higher quality protein because it's closer to our own physiology than vegetable protein Well you know if let's let's just uh, take that one to its logical conclusion if meat protein because it were meat <clears throat> muscle and uh and organ meat, <clears throat> if that were the best thing for us because it was so much closer to our own organism than a vegetables are, then wouldn't it be logical and reasonable that the very best would be the closest to our own physiology and we should eat other human beings? We should be cannibals. Uh, and yet there are huge punishments, um for being, being cannibals. If we, uh, if we do eat, uh, our own kind, uh, we get we are able to ingest along with the meat. We're able to ingest all of the uh, pathogens which are contained by other people. If we eat other people, um, we we are able to ingest other pathogens and uh, the and and the um, and, and diseases, including uh, spongiform encephalopathy or mad cow disease, uh, spread very rapidly. Uh, in, in humans, I think it's called Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease. It's the same thing. Uh, spongiform en- encephalopathy it eats little holes in your brain until you eventually go over the edge with, uh, w- with, with dementia. So, so yes, um, if, we, if we eat other human beings just because it's the best, highest quality protein we could get, then we, would, we will end up Having spongiform encephalopathy and all the other, uh, rapidly spread all of the other pathogens from every human being throughout the population. And it would be, uh, and it would be very dangerous for the human population. So eating other human beings, uh, puts the lie to the fact that, uh, that eating animals uh, will give us higher quality protein. In fact, what happens when you eat, when you eat uh, animal protein? is after you metabolize the animal protein the um uh the ash the stuff that's left over like when you burn a uh, burn a a log of wood uh the ash that's left over is that which won't burn which can't be used as fuel so after you've uh metabolized or digested a piece of meat the stuff that's left over is high in phosphorus just simply because that's a, that's what meat uh, consists of. This the, the stuff that doesn't burn, that can't be used as fuel for your body, is high in phosphorus. And that combines with the uh, fluids in your body to create phosphoric acid and literally acidify your body. So every time you eat meat, your body becomes more acid. Now, your body doesn't function well in an acid environment. In fact, what does function well in an acid environment is cancer. So so what you're doing, the more, more meat you eat, the more animal protein you eat, animal protein includes meat, fish, chicken, uh, eggs, milk, all of them have animal protein. Um, the more of that stuff you eat, the more hospitable your body becomes for cancer, and in fact, I, as I Pointed out earlier, the, you see in, in, in the more, in, in the actual statistics, the disease statistics all over the world. If you see, uh, uh, if you look at a, a graph uh, correlating meat consumption, animal protein consumption uh, versus uh, cancer rate, you'll see there's a straight line correlation. Straight-line correlation. So the more animal protein you eat, the more cancer you get. And right up at the very top of the uh, right-hand corner, the highest uh, cancer rates are generally the United States and the industrial uh, countries of the West where meat has become a, uh, a tremendous uh, staple. I think, I think in our culture and in other meat-eating cultures in the modern world today, um, we eat more meat than any other culture has in the history of the world, and we're, 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 um, we're suffering for it because those uh, when we eat the animals, the animals kill us back by giving us cancer. Um, T. Colin Campbell, author of The China Study, a fantastic book, fantastic, he's, he's possibly, probably the top nutritionist in the world, certainly in the United States. T. Colin Campbell wrote a book called The China Study, and in it he shows that uh, animal protein is the number one carcinogen cause of cancer on the planet, animal protein. So the less animal protein you eat, the less susceptible to cancer you are, and of course the very first thing you should do when you have cancer is cut out the animal protein. Animal protein comes with, you know, every calorie of animal protein comes along with two calories of animal fat, and cancer also loves animal fat. So uh, so there's lots of good reasons not to eat animal protein. The other thing you should immediately stop uh, is, uh, is monosodium glutamate, MSG, uh, which uh, has about the same relation to cancer as gasoline has to fire. So you put you put if you have a cancerous cells in your body and you eat monosodium glutamate, it's like pouring gasoline on a fire. And since most of us have some cancerous cells somewhere in our bodies at any given time, monosodium glutamate is just asking for trouble. Asking for trouble. So I hope I've convinced you that uh, that eating animal products is a dangerous, dangerous thing and um and we have found over the years that uh, it is uh is very important not to eat animal protein when you have cancer um, now what about coffee enemas now I've talked uh, we've talked about coffee enemas from time to time on the program um, but that's one of the most controversial uh items in the Gerson therapy one of them um, coffee enemas are actually very very necessary to detoxify the liver now we don't uh, we do uh, we do recommend up to 5 coffee enemas a day and you say oh my gosh 5 coffee enemas a day i don't have that much material in my colon i don't have that much material in my intestines but we're not doing it for the intestines we're not trying to clear out the intestines 5 times a day what we're doing with coffee enemas is we're trying to clear out the liver. The coffee travels directly through the veins from the uh, descending colon right to the liver where it stimulates the release of toxins through the bile, it stimulates bile production. The bile carries out of the liver the accumulated toxins of a lifetime, plus which the, uh, the liver is your filter, your blood's filter, and so as your body starts to recover, your, your cells start pushing toxins accumulated and stored in the cells and cellular structure out of the um, out of the cellular structure. And as the cancer cells start to die, uh, they have to be transported away somewhere too. And all of that stuff dumps onto the liver, and the liver has to be helped to get rid of it. Because if you don't help the liver to get rid of it, then you end up with uh causing your liver to collapse and when your liver collapses then you die so so it's important to support your liver getting rid of all of that uh all of that um, toxins all of the toxicity that has been accumulated over the years and all the dead cancer cells and all the dead cells uh it's it's important to help the liver get rid of that and that's done with uh that's done with a coffee enema and that's why the coffee enema is such an important part of the Gerson therapy that if you don't want to do a coffee enema, I would rather you didn't even, tr- didn't even think about trying to do the Gerson therapy because it could actually be quite dangerous. So, so, uh, I will, um, uh, I will leave you with uh, coffee enema is very important. They help flush the toxins out of your body so that you, um, uh, so that you do not collapse your liver with dumping too much toxins on it. Uh, stay with us; we have much more good information, and we'll be talking more about uh, about other things that are uh, that are that are important to your health. Right after the break, um, this is the power of natural healing. I'm Howard Strauss. We're brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com, gersonmedia.com. Please stay with us. We'll see you after the break.
3: A fresh look at today's health.
4: Are you looking for a 21st century first aid kit? You don't have to suffer nor take on the increasing expense of health care. Tune in to Good Vibrations. Catch the wave to better health. Your host, Lynn Waldrop, will show you how many common and even uncommon aches, pains, and ills can be remedied through sound, color, and light. While it may sound like these are new concepts, believe it or not, these are actually ancient methods that still make sense today. Create a healthy life. Listen Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness.
3: Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
2: We're brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com and where we invite you to look in on our offerings and uh, see if any of that is uh, uh, information you think you could use. Uh, we think it's very important information. That's why we put it up there and that's why we sell it. That's why we publish it. Um, now, the Gerson therapy. Um, one of the things that... Uh, oh, yeah, so we were talking about uh, uh, coffee enemas. And people people sometimes ask, well, okay, five coffee enemas a day, uh, can't you get addicted or does it damage your colon? The answer is no, it doesn't damage your colon. Researchers have tried doing them around the clock for a month and have found no damage whatsoever to the colon. And the other question is, can't you get addicted to them? And, uh, and the answer is, well, no, um, uh, you, you don't get addicted to them. Uh, any more than you're addicted to showers, uh, this is like showering inside. Um, are you addicted to showers? No. Uh, if you were addicted to showers, would that be a bad thing? Mm. It would not be terrible. Uh, you'd be sure to do one every day or two. Mm. Um, that would not be a bad thing. Um, but, uh, but no, you don't get addicted, and even if you did, it would not be the worst thing in the world. Uh, certainly way better for you on a day-to-day basis, just as a preventive measure, than chemotherapy, pharmaceuticals, or any other things. And and remember, with pharmaceuticals, many of the more pharmaceuticals that they recommend for chronic uh, illnesses, such as heart disease, they tell you you will then have to take it for the rest of your life. Now, that is something dangerous, and that is something that will eventually damage your liver, and, um and, and I would be very much more concerned about being addicted to um, heart medication or to other pharmaceutical medication because all pharmaceutical medication is has to be is must be liver toxic in the long run, simply because of the requirements necessary for um, for being patented and all pharmaceutical drugs are patented and uh um, and and uh what your body does with an artificial and totally novel molecule it doesn't know what to do with it and so it uh it guesses and most of the time it guesses wrong so eventually your um, uh your liver is going to suffer for it because it's uh, uh these are toxic things so um Here's, here's a question that uh, people ask all the time. The Gerson therapy forbids drinking water or drinking water. Uh, I thought we were supposed to stay hydrated. What's up with that? Well, uh, people, people are told they should drink up to eight glasses of water a day. But with the Gerson therapy, we drink 13 glasses of juice a day. So instead of water, which may or may not have things like chlorine, fluoride, uh, um, volatile hydrocarbons uh, residue from the uh, from from all of the um, uh, pharmaceuticals that have been taken by everybody upstream from you and that means in your water catchment for instance um, then um, instead of that you're getting you're getting fluid that is not only pure fluid but it's also richly, uh, richly saturated with uh, vitamins, minerals, enzymes, uh, micronutrients, uh, in just exactly the form that your body, that your body, uh, uh was uh, evolved over millions of years to use it. So of course it's much more, uh, much more uh, friendly to your physiology than water is. Additionally, for a cancer patient, for someone who, has, who is ill, it is almost a certainty that their digestive juices are compromised, that they're, not, that they're not as strong as they should be, and that they probably have trouble digesting things in the first place. When you drink water, you are then diluting your uh, digestive juices further, um, making it more difficult to eat. And, of course, with the Gerson therapy, the food is the medicine. <laughs> the food is the medicine. So you have to be able to eat, um, and so we do everything we can to enhance your digestive process rather than dilute the uh, stomach acids. If you are still thirsty after thirteen juices, if you can still drink anything after thirteen juices, and you want something more, we recommend that you drink peppermint tea because peppermint tea actually stimulates production of, of stomach acids and digestive juices and helps your digestion rather than hurting it. Um, so, so, yeah, um, drinking water and drinking water are both forbidden. Um, now, the standard treatment for cancer, either primary or post-surgical, is chemotherapy. Is the Gerson therapy as good as chemotherapy? Well, just recently, uh, very recently, there was a, uh, a team of researchers looking into why cancer cells are so resilient accidentally stumbled upon a far more important discovery. This is from Mike Adams, Natural News. While conducting their research, the team discovered that chemotherapy actually heavily damages healthy cells and subsequently triggers them to release a protein that sustains and fuels tumor growth. Beyond that, it even makes the tumor highly resistant to for future treatment. So what they're saying, what, what, what the and these these uh, these were actually pure chemotherapy um, uh, researchers, people who wanted to find new and better ways to use chemotherapy. These were not alternative uh, doctors. These were these were standard oncologists and, and chemotherapy doctors. Um, and what they found, and that they didn't want to find, that kind of su- nasty surprise for them, was that chemotherapy makes cancer worse, much worse. It makes it more likely to recur, more likely to spread. And yet, even despite this, uh, this information, despite the information that chemotherapy makes cancer worse, much worse, and more likely to spread and and recur, chemotherapy doctors in the United States are still recommending chemotherapy to their patients. Now, if that's the case, you have to now really, really question why, uh, what their agenda is. If they know that, that chemotherapy makes cancer much worse, why are they still prescribing chemotherapy? And one of the answers is it, 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 it makes them very wealthy. Um, chemotherapy is extremely expensive to, uh, uh, to, to, for the patient and very cheap for the manufacturer and relatively cheap for the doctor. So uh, the doctor gets to, uh, gets to administer it, he gets to prescribe it, he gets to... He charges you for all of those things, and uh, it can run, by the time you die from chemotherapy, you will probably have spent between a quarter of a million and a half million dollars. They don't want to lose that uh, income stream. So they will keep you alive as long as they can, um, and very sick as long as they can. Well, folks, we've come to the end of, uh, of another one of the sessions of The Power of Natural Healing, Gerson Health, brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com, and I certainly hope that you found this information interesting, informative, and uh, and helpful, helpful for you. So these are things that you can use for your own health, so that you're, uh, so that you are less likely to um, to to get degenerative diseases, and if you have them already, so that you can easily reverse them and uh, and and get them um, out of your life. Uh, the, the information, the books, the uh, DVDs, the, uh, the literature, the media on gersonmedia.com uh, will help you. Uh, we have all the information you need and to get yourself healthy, and, uh, and we hope that you look into it and hope that you pick it up and look at it and, uh, and, and get the information into yourself and use it for, to improve your life and your health. Tune in in again next week when we'll have uh, uh, more fascinating information you can use to enhance and maintain your health um, now and long into the future. This is Howard Strauss, The Power of Natural Healing, brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com. Thank you for listening. We hope we uh, have helped you out.